Welcome to Footy for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. <laughs> I'm Stephen Dubner. What's up, brother? Uh, the World Cup's up. So first disclaimer, we've I've been making no content, not just because Messi's having a rough World Cup or not, it's doing pretty well, but because I've been working, so I'm not trying to avoid you guys. So you haven't been not making the podcast because Messi's been having such a disastrous World Cup. Yes. But you would acknowledge that it's been a pretty disastrous World Cup for Messi. Oh, fully, yeah. And it's attributable to what? Here's the deal. I'm still very shaken about how he's doing. Granted, Argentina's not out yet. I think most of the blame does go to him because he is the whole team. But I think it's a lot more complicated and goes a lot deeper than that. So we're making another episode sometime this week, possibly tomorrow. We're recording this on Saturday, June 23rd. Tomorrow the 24th is Messi's birthday, so sometime we're going to do a Messi episode. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Messi. 31. 31. So sometime we'll do a Messi episode, and during that I'll address what I think is going on, because that's a deeper conversation than just this World Cup roundup. Um, But I'll admit it's been a bad World Cup for him and a great one for Ronaldo. mm -hmm. And the the next uh, Argentina matches uh, must be... Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. And they still have a chance of going through. I think if they win... They're through? Yeah, if they win, they're through. Unless like Iceland beats Croatia by a lot or something. And they're play- but they're playing Nigeria, the Super Eagles who yeah. look- I'm not confident. I don't blame you. So well, I'm co- I don't I think I think I don't know what I think. I'm working all day. I can't watch. On Tuesday? Yeah. Do you want to explain yeah. what well, you've well, been Tuesdays, doing? I've been interning on a congressional campaign in Staten Island and Southern Brooklyn on Maxwell's for Congress. Um, he's a 31-year-old Democrat, first post-combat veteran to run for office, first post-9-11 combat veteran to run for office in New York City. He's a Purple Heart winner. He's, a, he's run a healthcare nonprofit. He's a really great guy. And as an intern on the, uh, this congressional campaign, what are you actually doing? I'm making phone calls. I'm knocking on doors, mm-hmm. getting votes. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? I like it. It's hard work. It's, it's, it's a long day. I've had... My longest day so far has been like 10 or 11 hours. Mm-hmm. This, I'm going to have some 12 or 13 hour days this week. This the primary is on Tuesday. This is really your first real job, yeah? Yeah. And you've started just a couple days after you ended the school year, like the day, whatever. Couple, uh, about a week after, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. Welcome to the working world. Thank you. Welcome to the wage earners world. Welcome to the... Uh, I have a, I'm a, you're unemployed, technically. I'm an employee? You're unemployed. I am technically. I wouldn't call You're me self-employed. Self-employed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> um, as far as the World Cup, though. And there has been some World Cup streaming in the office, but. Mm, yeah. uh, so I think here's the weirdest part of this World Cup. You've watched more than me. I've watched more than you. Yeah. Including the fact that I was in Germany yeah. earlier this week and watched uh, Germany's Mexico open match. Um, yeah, Mexico, the 1-0 loss to Mexico. I watched it in a kind of fan zone. Not a huge place, but it was a place in, the, yeah. in a neat neighborhood kind of in the east uh nice mix of people and um so yeah i've definitely seen more football than you uh for the world cup because you've been working hard and i don't work hard i think we should talk about some storylines of the world cup i'd love to first can i just first ask you this is a big one for me um do you regret that we didn't go to russia from having fun yes i think it would have been amazing to be there um but from a realistic standpoint no i think it's really good what i'm doing working on the campaign I think the summer's out working hard for me the year before I applied to college, and I think it it was the right choice to stay here. Do you um, do you think that Euros the Euros twenty twenty, which we've been talking about, I think maybe it'd be going- fun? It's, it's not the World Cup though. Yeah, 
Yeah. I don't want to go to Cutter in 2022. Or I would if I don't know how we'll line up. I'll probably will I be in college then? I think I'll be on winter break for part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it'll be the winter of 2020. Yeah. I know when we are going to the World Cup. When are we going to the World 2026 Cup? 2026 <laughs> in the USA, Mexico, and Canada. Can't wait for that. Oh, I really can't. 64 games. And the best part and 64 is... 64 teams. The best part is... 48 teams, sorry. 48 teams, yeah. right. The best part is knowing that the US will qualify. Even if we're I, not among the I, top 48. I think we will. I think so. Because I... I I think they'll still do automatic, host automatically qualify when they're when there are three hosts. When they should. What have they done in the past? There have been when two, hosts? two hosts. I think they both like South Korea and Japan. I think they both did. Yeah. 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 South Korea made the semis that time, mm-hmm. or Japan did. I shouldn't know which one. I, th- I think it was South Korea. I don't know. I wish yeah. I could tell you. Okay, so quickly to recap, what would you say is the overall headline of the World Cup thus far? Then we're almost few. through the second round. Big teams are struggling: Germany, France, Brazil, Argentina, and Spain. The only one who's won both their games is France, and not convincingly. I think. What about Brazil? They drew the first game in Switzerland. Oh, oh, sorry. I think right. I think two dark horse is Ish could win it. Belgium could definitely win it. I've been talking highly of them for years. I don't think they're really dark horse. Croatia, they've always been great on paper, but not performing. They're looking good. Rakitic has been one of the best players in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Are you leaving out one kind of just below top tier club that also could win it? Portugal. Yeah. I don't think they can win it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're good enough overall. Uh, could Mexico win the World Cup? Um, no. I just don't think they have the overall quality. Okay, so at- I think Ronaldo and Messi are both in similar boats. They have pretty good teams. They're okay teams, but not enough to win it all with. All right, let me ask you... And, I, and one quick thing, the Euros, I still don't count as... Yeah. As, not, not as them winning it, but because it was so unconventional. They, they finished third in their group that winning group game. They... Um, the only game they won in regulation was the semifinals against Wales. I'm not trying to discount Ronaldo's international trophy. It's a big deal. I'm just saying that when people are saying they won the year, if they can win the World Cup, I think they don't have that quality. How are you dealing with your overall um, feelings about Messi's performance in the World Cup? Again, and, and that's another episode. Also, <laughs> I, I'll start to really panic when if they get knocked out. What I will say is I think he had it right when he retired. After that last Copa America loss. I heard a report an hour before we sat down to record that there's huge dissension in the Argentine camp. I guess that's been the case the yeah. whole time. The yeah? players are not liking Sampioli's uh, selections. Mm-hmm. I, I just have a lot of interesting, not inter- I, don't know, but I, I don't know if it's interesting, it's interesting to me, a lot of deep thoughts about the Argentina team tactically. We're going to talk about that today? No, in the Messi episode. The Messi, okay. It's a Messi episode. Let me ask you a couple um, big kind of top line World Cup yeah. questions again. Having now that we're almost through the second um, uh, second round, by the time by the time people hear this, probably the second round will have been either yeah. completed or almost completed. Yeah. Um, uh, who, give me a team that you really think right now yeah. could or may win, who's not a surprise, who wouldn't be a big surprise, and then give me one team that you think could possibly win that would be a surprise. And I would put. In those, of those categories, I would think Belgium would have to go in the first category, yeah. right? So I think I think Germany are my favorites right now. Still, yeah, they weren't at the. Be- I don't know. I think it's just been all over. But they've had a very rocky start. Just squeaked and, through and, today. And we'll get to that in a minute. And then after that, I think I think Croatia counts another group. Mm. I, I think they definitely could. If mm. it, yeah, you'd put Croatia ahead of Mexico. Yes, ahead of Nigeria. Yes. 
Nigeria is so fun to watch. They're so fun. Okay, take it away. Tell us. So let's go through some of the best games. I think Portugal, the three-three draw with Spain, where Ronaldo scored a hat trick, was pretty exciting. Did you see much of it? Any of it? Watched about. I watched most of it. Yeah, and how- I will say he did score a great hat trick. Mm-hmm. A, a hat trick. I could have scored two of those goals. Let's be honest. Can I say? Well, um, actually, no. I couldn't score a penalty. One. Could I ever throw a penalty and escape to Hey, probably not. I think you could. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. And second, well, and the second goal, he got lucky. De Gea just messed up. No, did you see the goal? No. De Gea kind of did Robert Green. Mm. And then the f- third goal, the free kick, that was world-class, huge stepping up. I'll fully give him that. Yeah. Uh, I under- don't like his goatee. Oh, really? He's, He's going a goatee? goatee? It's weird. Really? Can I just say one conversation <laughs> I had over and over and over with football fans in Germany, of which there are, as you know, many, they love Ronaldo the person. Yeah, I see that. I see the Germans loving him as a person. I don't know why, but it makes sense. No, but every, like so many people, when I just engage them in conversation about the national team, and you know, it was interesting when I was over there. There was this controversy still happening because uh, Gundogan and Urzil, Urzil, uh, as they say, yeah. um, had posed for a photograph with Erdogan, the Turkish premier, prime minister, president, whatever he's called. And it was very controversial because it was a it became a political. Because um, he's a pretty bad guy, I've heard, right? you know. Most of the free world now thinks that. Although yeah. you know, a lot of the free world supported him aggressively um, years earlier. Anyway, Urziel and uh, Gundogan were both born in Germany, so they're natives to Germany, but they're you know Turkish ethnically. Yeah. And uh, there was a huge mess about. It. In fact, a lot of people told me there's no way Gundogan will play because he was in fact. His car was trashed. Yeah, really, yeah. But today he did play. He, he subbed in yeah, for the. That was another one of the best games here. Germany, Sweden. Yeah. So Sweden went down. I was watching a little bit with you. Germany went down to Sweden. Ola Twanvenen, I can never know how to pronounce it, scored a nice chip over Neuer. And it was 1 0 Sweden in the half. If Germany lost, they'd be out. But we both kind of agreed. We knew Germany would well, win. It was like in the 88th minute. Pretty much Royce equalized Marco Royce like a minute or two into the second half. And then we were like, Germany's going to blow him out. And they didn't. They were attacking for a while, and they looked good. But then... They hit the post, Julian then, Brunt laid on. And yeah. then, then Boateng got sent off. Right, but, which was a good call. Yeah. So second yellow. I would ban him for an extra game or two. He will be. Yeah, I thought You think he will be? Well, we'll miss the next game, but I thought it was that bad a tackle. Then, in the 95th minute... And we should say they're already short in the back, right? Hummels was out for yeah, a neck short injury. Short in quality, not numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, 95th minute, at five minutes of stoppage time, they had an indirect <laughs> free kick. Uh, Cruz rolled it. Royce stopped it, and Cruz just great curling shot into the back, into the far post. That this is why I think they're gonna win. I think they're just. I was telling you that they're just like these the, Germany. They're machines. Like until the end of the game, they show no emotion. I think they're just all business, and they're just so mentally tough. Besides being so talented, what th- what happened in the first half though? Because they didn't look. I mean, the mistake, the goal was a mistake by by Cruz, actually. Yeah, it was not a bad pass. Back. He made a bad pass and he didn't yeah. get back on coverage. I mean, it was an amazing. I don't know goal. what happened, but I think in the end, this team, when it matters, when they run into, they'll show up. I think this will, this in the loss to Mexico, will serve as a wake up call and they'll get going. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany is is your favorite at the moment. I think it changes every day. <laughs> France right. could. They don't look good, but they won both their games. All right. What else? Um, what other good games? Colombia, Japan. I didn't watch. It was on the way to work. I saw the highlights. It was an exciting game. So after three minutes, uh, Carlos Sanchez of Colombia, handball in the box, red card, penalty, gone. Uh, Jinji Kagawa, 
uh, finished the pen. Japan was up 1-0 quickly. Then I heard just back and forth all game. Then Quintero scored in the 39th, I think, for Colombia. Then Osaka won it for Japan. I heard just a really exciting World Cup game. Mm-hmm. Then yesterday, I didn't watch. Um, you told me it was a great game. Serbia switched. I, I saw the highlights. big chunks of it. Yeah, it was a great uh, game. Alexander Mitrovic, who I like, launched Serbia, gave him lead after five minutes. Then Shaka equalized with a great goal. And then Jaron Shakiri, the tank, won it late on. And it was politically a big deal, I heard, because of the history with, between the two countries. I'm surprised you don't have on your list of exciting games Nigeria-Iceland. That's true. I didn't was, see it. What was the score again? 2-0. 2-0, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, Nigeria, after the first goal, I would say... This is not that good. There's fun. It was super fun. Yeah, uh, oh, Iceland? Yeah. No, I, I, everyone Iceland, likes them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very... Like you can't them. I love like Ni- them. Nigeria is fun, though. But Nigeria is really, really fun to watch. Yeah, and Musa is beautiful. So who would you say so far have been the let me let me divide it again into two categories. Yeah. The expected standouts and the surprise standouts. So expected Ronaldo's been phenomenal, I'll give him that. Expected slash surprise is uh Rakitic. He's really performed. Uh Coutinho's been phenomenal, it's two goals. And then two guys up both on Russia who surprised a little bit are Denis Cheryshev, formerly of Madrid, and then Alexander Golovin. Uh Russia's looking good. They won the, both their games. If they beat or draw Uruguay, they win the group, which, it, which a lot of people weren't saying they'd go through. I thought they'd go through, but I didn't think they'd win it, which they could. How much is that the product of just such a weak group? A lot, and a lot of it is because they're at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think Russia can win a game in the knockout stage? Probably not, but you never know what Vladdy could do. Mm-hmm. When, does, <laughs> when does England go out? I think... It's coming home. That's what I was saying. Football's <laughs> coming home. No, no, no. Probably the round of 16. <laughs> Maybe the quarterfinals. May I say a word in uh, tribute to the referees? Yeah. So as I've said referees before on this show, I don't like how the sport is refereed. I think it's old-fashioned. I think having one guy on the pitch yeah. trying to keep up with everything yeah. is just like the game is too difficult to call it yeah. well. And in a game with so few goals scored... You don't want big decisions being made wrong or randomly. So I think they've actually done a really good job with the video yeah. assistance referees. Um, it's a little tricky because sometimes you know, now you see the players going around making the TV sign, like yeah. call it call for the TV it's review. Hysterical, but it's also the way it works is, you know, they don't stop play because it's a continuous play game. So yeah. sometimes theoretically the call could come like a minute or a minute and a half later. Yeah. So what would happen if the other team scores a goal yeah. in the interim? Uh, I, I know there's protocol for all this. I just don't actually yeah. happen to know what it is. But I think it's a big improvement. And I think that um, they've done a really Really good job of not slowing the game down too much. What are you most looking forward to, other than twenty twenty six? I real I really hoping to see what Messi can do if he can drag Argentina out of the group into the knockouts. I'm excited to see Belgium going forward. They're fun. I'm excited to see this young France team. I think Dembele got benched in the last game, which upset me. Um, I just think it's gonna be a fun rest of the tournament. Can I ask you um, one piece of the Freakonomics radio episode about the World Cup that you were in? Yeah. So, by the way, if anybody's listening to this and they haven't heard, um, we had a recent. You probably have heard it. <laughs> yeah, we had a recent episode of uh, Freakonomics radio called uh, "How to Catch World Cup Fever" that mm-hmm. featured a bunch of um, good people talking about and different <laughs> components of the World Cup, including Solomon, it's yeah. Simon Cooper, good and people, and me, <laughs> Stefan Shemansky, and Roger Bennett, Roger Bennett, and. Uh, uh, Michael McFall, who's a political scientist, talking about the geopolitical aspect of it. Uh, forgive me if I'm leaving anyone out. Anyway, 
One of the really interesting components of that, I thought, was Stefan Shemainsky, half of the Soccernomics duo, talking about what he calls convergence or what is called convergence. And the argument being that basically soccer is a realm where the poor catch up and the rich don't advance yeah. that much. And I think it's really fascinating to watch yeah. the World Cup through the lens of seeing smaller countries yeah. doing relatively incredibly yeah. well. Yeah, like Tunisia, Pan- not doing well, but getting there is school for them. <laughs> yeah, and then Iceland, you Iceland, know, again, yeah. not, not winning. but uh, Iceland, I think financially, though, isn't in any problems the way those other countries might be. True. Um, I just think it's, um, it's... It's a great world event. I don't watch as most people don't for the quality of the football. Talk about but, that for a minute. Oh, yeah, it's just not the best players always. Um it's, it's not the quality of high Champions League level football. It's just it's just fun to watch the, the global feeling. So for people who don't follow football anywhere near as closely as you, can you just describe like the transition of a watching? Or? Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, that, yeah, sure. But I was thinking like you know you're a great player, or let's say you're a very good player on a very good team. Yeah. In in a good league. Yeah. And then you go back to your national team. Now maybe you're the star. Like Salah, for example. Sure. The star yeah. in. On a great team. I mean, he's a on very a good team in a, a great league. Right. Um, and then, yeah, he it's just the quality drops. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of time one play, a couple of players standing out on a team, but also like Tunisia, Panama, they, they aren't the greatest footballers. They don't have many big names. It's just, it's not the highest quality football, but it's the feeling and the excitement that people love, including me. It's also not the highest quality football because the team is not doesn't have that long to gel. Yeah, that's true too. But um, let me ask you this. What do you think Messi is feeling about his team? They're letting him down. <laughs> I don't want to get into it now, Steve. I'm sorry. We got to do it in the next episode. Mm. Point to another team with another player where the dynamic for that player just totally changes. Could be better, could be worse. Ronaldo at Portugal. Uh, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. A lot. I think to an extent, the amount of go- even though he does score a lot of goals for Madrid, they, the team carries him to an extent. Because when he goes to the game, does nothing, doesn't score, they can still win. If he doesn't show up for Portugal, at least now, that seems like that that's it for them. It wasn't that case in the Euros, but um, it seems like he's really carrying them in the World Cup, which credit to him for. They've scored um, four goals. He scored all four, which, is, which when we get to the ending, that it has to do with that's a good ending. Uh oh. Do you does want it, me to do it now, or does should it, we keep going? Does it, well, I just want to ask yeah. you one or two more questions yeah. about Ronaldo. Um, you seem to be handling it pretty well. Yeah. The reason is because honestly, I'm content at this point that no matter how many trophies either wins, Messi's a better player. I, th- I think that most people who know the game will know that, realize that. Mm-hmm. I just start to be more relaxed because I don't really care what people think. I, I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how much do you miss an American team? A lot. Mm-hmm. I, I miss him from my home, yeah. home country. Can you kind of envision what this cup would be like with that team, including who would be? I'd be taking more time off work. <laughs> <laughs> who, do no. you, who do you think would be doing well for that team? I think Pulisic would be doing it well. Mm. I think Dempsey would be giving it a last go. Oh, I'm uh, sure. yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. I had a lot of conversations with Germans uh, watching football about Pulisic because I met a lot of... Um, they don't like these American. Fans. A lot of them don't. They, they I didn't like, meet... I mean, maybe they were just being polite to me. Yeah, but um, they liked it. Love. Uh, lo- I mean, they just talked about him a lot. They really appreciated him. No, I feel like people don't like the fact... Or a lot of people don't even know he's American. They didn't at first. Oh, oh, oh. The American. They like him, Everybody seemed though. to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody seemed he's to. He's great. He's a good guy, too. Do you think um, Germany has made the right move in starting Neuer? I've been talking to you about this. I think off pure talent, Neuer's still the best keeper in the world. Off current form with all his injuries and errors, 
Ter Stegen, also I'm very biased as Ter Stegen's Barca keeper, could be the right choice to start. But what I said to you, I read somewhere, I've been thinking, I think it's true. No other keeper in the world has that fear factor when he's staring you down one on one that'll make you miss the way Neuer does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a pen, you mean? Just any time. Really? One-on-one. Really? Just like if you're running one on one at the keeper, mm. yeah. Um, which player have you seen during the World Cup, whether you knew a lot about him or not ahead of time, have you thought, ooh, I would like Barca. To, yeah. One player who I've liked for a while when he played in Mexico and is and now is on PSV Eindhoven, who with his big performances in the World Cup started to be linked to Barca is Irving Lozano. Uh-huh. Did you see him from Mexico? He's great. He scored the goal in the first match, did he not or no? He did. Yeah. I think he's a great I've liked him for a year or two. He's a great player. Sorry, where is he playing? Eindhoven? Eindhoven, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's really good. Who else? Trying to think. Um, I mean, you're talking about the need for uh, what do you call him? A what midfielder? A holding midfielder? Controlling. A controlling. Who who have you seen? Well, Tiago is the one who I want more than anything. He hasn't been starting for Spain because I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think who else. Verratti isn't in the World Cup um, because it, Italy didn't make it. Oh, Verratti. Um, yeah. All these guys, Jorginho, Italy. Um, I haven't seen, also because you have to be just of such a high level that only a few players in the world can really fill that role for Barca. Uh, anybody in France? Um I love in midfield. You mean? Yeah. I love Pogba. I would take him at Barca. He's not that type of player, though. Right. Where does Veron um, play? Veron's on the back. Yes. Yeah. He's great. Madrid and, too. Anybody um, in um, Conte is midfield is good. I've I like him okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to like him more. Um, he he wouldn't be good at Barca. Is there a Brazilian? We already have the best Brazilian midfielder, <laughs> Paulinho. <laughs> Um, no, so, Brazil does not have a good midfield. So there was a lot of talk about Brazil coming in that they're due, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. What do you think based on results so far? I think, you know, uh, Neymar left Barcelona to leave Messi to get out of Messi's shadow. I think he should, he should transfer from Brazil to get out of Coutinho's shadow. <laughs> no, they've looked, they've looked, I think they're kind of saving their energy. Mm-hmm. They play a high tempo style of football. I think. As tournament, the tournament goes on, they'll get warmed up. I think Neymar is going to start to be unbelievable. Is there a book you could recommend to me and everybody about um, a World Cup? Like, I guess I'm curious to know, like, when a team wins a World Cup, what the rhythm and arc of their whole tournament is like. Uh, and a book about that? Yeah. Well, not off the top of my head, what, because that's a pretty specific task um, or book. Two books about the World Cup, or about football, international football. Do you know Das Reboot by Raphael Hanerstein? Oh, a lot yeah. of people have read about the yeah. riff, about remaking German football. It's great. It's just about the World Cup in general, a book I read. You may have told me to get it. Eight World Cups by George Vesey. I oh, think. yeah, yeah, sure. That's one of the best books I've ever read. A mm. Times journalist who went to eight World Cups. And it's just one of my favorite books ever. It's so great. Um, das Reboot, the idea was that Germany kind of needed to change its way. Yeah. This was in the early 90s or so? I think it was more, much more recent. I think it was around the 06 World Cup. Oh, and what was the problem? They weren't winning. I don't remember the whole thing too, honestly, but I, just, I really enjoyed reading the book. How would you describe then the current modern style of Germany? It's built on, based on what and what and what. In other words, when well, it's not won- about the style, it's about how they made players, found players. I think, I think, like I said before, so much of the game is their mental toughness because they're just all machines, I feel. They're all trained killers. <laughs> That's what they look like on the pitch. Like they're ter- like I was terrified when I was looking at them. It might be the Jew in me. Can I say that? I just did. They did look No, they're scary. They're big and strong. Um, I'm I'm proud that America's only lost one note to them in the World Cup. 
Did is that when Germany the the German club became much more multicultural? Was it pretty much white ethnic Germans I think that's before that changed it? Yeah. I think that's had to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Solomon were I guess what technically about a quarter, a quarter. third, third, uh, a quarter, a third, a through the 2018 World Cup, yeah. and I, I've heard a lot of people say it's been a disappointing it's one. Been okay, I actually think it's been. I like. I like a lot, a lot of, of stories. penalties. I realize. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You think more fine. than usual? Yeah. There've been. I think there have been zero nil-nil results, which is That's amazing true. considering that in the Euros right, there the, were a million and we were at all of them. No, there were three. Oh, yeah, in the beginning right. part, we were at all of them. Oh, that God. was the worst that look was ever. Funny. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have something to send us out with? Four times this tournament, Cristiano Ronaldo has gone, Sue. That's good, right? It's not footy for one, it's footy for two. Good talking to you. Nice to talk to you.